It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, the Friday, it has rolled around again. I tell you what, uh, the month is nearly up as well. The 26th day of August, spring is getting ever so closer. And coming up this morning, we are talking about finding that great location to live in with Rich Harvey, who is back. There are things that you need to be thinking about in this space and a lot of caution, too, on how you should approach it. So we'll talk about that very shortly. If you live in Canberra this morning, the time that it takes to sell your home has increased as the auction clearance rate has dipped to pre-pandemic lows. Yes, the domain auction report for July revealed that the city's auction clearance rate hit its lowest point since April of 2020, reaching only 54.9% during the month, and that is down from 86.3% in July of 2021. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Hey, if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 26th of August, have a great day. I see in the history books that on this day, Michael Schumacher makes his first Formula One debut. That happened on this day in 1991. And also Aussie Formula One racing driver Daniel Ricciardo yesterday said, that he has no regrets and remains pretty proud of his time at McLaren despite his split from the squad coming up at the end of this year's Formula One season. And if you own a Mini, British Motor Corporation introduces the Morris Mini Minor and that took place in 1959 on this day and of course it was only 10 feet long but managed to squeeze in four passengers. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with propertybuyer.com.au Alright, let's go around Australia and have a look at your weather today on this Friday morning in Sydney expecting some showers and a high of 18 degrees in Melbourne, possible morning showers in your top of 15. Brisbane, good morning to you. Expect a mostly fine and sunny Friday and 22 is your forecast top. And in Perth today, another sunny day and your top of 21 degrees. It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia, seven days a week. Let's Talk Property, a podcast series with Rich Harvey. Well, there's a number of critical factors to consider when buying property, and one misstep can cost you plenty of lost value. And one of those critical decisions is around location. A location can often form the true value down the road when you come to sell your property. You can alter many things, such as a room's configurations, the carpet, the paint colour, the fitting and finishes, but you can can never, never alter the location. It's why most purchasers, when they start their search, start selecting a suburb to see if they can afford to buy into an area. People can choose to compromise on a house 
for the sake of a location. But what's the best way to find your ideal suburb? Well, to help unpack this, Rich Harvey is here, buyer's advocate and CEO of propertybuyer.com.au. And a very good morning, Rich. Here we are on another Friday. Came around lightning fast for me. What about you? Absolutely. Mate. I was just thinking, my goodness, it's it's already Friday morning again. I can't believe it. But uh, here we are and ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll. That's the spirit. So we are talking about location. Location is absolutely crucial. How do you, Rich Harvey, help your clients pick the ideal suburb? What's the best starting point for you? Well, Craig, firstly, I just want to say everybody has their own individual definition of what is ideal and what an ideal suburb looks like for them. It's a very personal thing. But before buyers out there start scrolling through the internet and looking at listings, it's really important to take a step back, organize a family meeting or a meeting with your partner and go, what is it we want and where do we really want to live? So you've got to work out with your home what it needs to have so it suits you both now, in five years, and perhaps even in 10 years. A lot of people think, I've got to get this home, it's going to be my forever home. And it might be, but if you're a first home buyer, honestly, you're better off to just get a foot on the property ladder. Perhaps you're looking to buy an investment property, and there's a whole set of criteria around what you need to look at. But if you're a home buyer, you've got to think really carefully about the space you need and all those sort of requirements. Who's going to be living with you both now? Are you going to be having babies in a couple of years and need a nursery? Are you going to have elderly parents come to stay with you? All those kind of things. Maybe you know everybody these days wants the home office space. That's been a huge factor. A lot of it's about picking a location that's going to suit your lifestyle and your personal needs, Craig. And how do you pick the best types of property within a location? Yeah, again, that's a really personal thing that's going to be dictated a lot by your budget. But a lot of suburbs have a huge diversity of properties. They've got freestanding houses, townhouses, terraces, apartments, villas. And again, what suits your style? You know, if you want the really chic inner city, new town vibe, then you'll be living in a terrace house. If you want the sprawling backyard on one and a half thousand square metres, you would be buying a house in Marunga. So it really depends on, again, what your budget is. And, and picking the right property type, again, is very, very important because you've got to be able to adapt that space as you grow into it. The way to start is to reverse the process. And that's what we do with all of our clients. We we start at that opening point. We get them to create a buying wish list, their preferences. We get to know them. And then we do a deep dive into what's really going to work. So we choose a bespoke location that's really going to satisfy their brief. And perhaps, Rich, explain about lifestyle suburbs. Some of our listeners might not know exactly what that means. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about the flight to lifestyle. And what that means, it means picking a suburb that has fabulous amenities that fit your desired lifestyle. Like 20 years ago, Melbourne had a great cafe and coffee culture, much better than Sydney. And that cafe coffee culture has spread now far and wide to Sydney, Brisbane, and all the other capital cities and regional spots. So my big tip is not to start with an unwavering preconception around a particular suburb, You've got to think about, with lifestyle, public transport access. Where are the schools, the shopping centres, the parks and recreation, the waterways, the, the hospitals, the health facilities? Is it a low-crime suburb? Does it have great restaurants and cafes? So think about all those things that create amenity. 
For me, I live on the northern beaches and it's just got fantastic amenity. I can be in the city in 20 minutes. I can be at the beach in 12 minutes. I've chosen a particular area that really suits my lifestyle. And I think for people out there these days who got up the property ladder, they're very much in favour of picking lifestyle suburbs and they really enjoy and have a great sense of pride in that particular suburb. And what about demographics? Should people consider the demographics of an area to gain valuable insights into a location in terms of just schooling themselves up? Absolutely. I think, look, in many of our capital cities, we tend to find clusters or or people groups of similar nationalities or what we call tribes. So for example, in Sydney, you've got a lot of, in Sydney's Cabramatta, you've got Vietnamese. In particular parts of Melbourne, you've got a lot of Greeks or Italians. So finding your cultural family group can be a significant driver, a significant criteria for a lot of people. And if you're from overseas, you should get to know where your tribe is and decide if you want to live with that or just live wherever you want to live. And I think considering the demographics is a really important step to finding what I call the right community that caters for your preferences and your lifestyle. I think, Craig, the worst thing that people can do is to blindly buy a property in a suburb you know very little about and to discover that you're surrounded by bogans and you just want to move out, right? <laughs> you know, I say to people, that's what we as buyers agents do. We we identify particular streets even within suburbs that are preferred compared to other ones. Because as I say, the last thing you want to do is wake up next door and there's a biker gang or you know, there's a meth lab next door. Yeah, so that's demographics. So that's really a key part. But let's have a look at statistics. How much reliance should people put on suburb statistics such as median prices, crime stats, as you've alluded to? Well, yeah, there's a bunch of data and there's a whole stack of websites out that'll give you every statistic under the sun about the suburb. For example, the Walk Score is a great website that gives you a score or rating out of 100 as to how close or walkable all of the key amenities are. Now, some suburbs like inner city areas or close to the city have a walk score of like 95 or 98. They're great. But if you buy out in the in the leafy burbs, they might only have a walk score of 60. But it doesn't mean that 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 leafy suburb is bad. It's just different. I mean, no statistics in the world are going to give you what I call the vibe of the suburb. There's a great Australian movie called The Castle that we all talk about. And there's this great line about the vibe of the thing, right? And I talk about the vibe of the suburb. But the only way to pick up that vibe is by spending time looking at a range of properties in a range of suburbs to give you that feeling. And this is exactly what we do as buyers agents. We can go out there and fast track that knowledge and give incredible insights. Just talking about crime stats you mentioned, Craig, that is an important one because people want to feel safe when they go home. You know, in the suburb I live in has a very, very low crime rate and we often leave doors open and go out for walks and things. I was in Alice Springs uh, a couple of weeks ago and there's no way you'd leave your doors open at night. There's a lot of petty crime. Also, Craig, you mentioned median prices. Now, median prices can be wildly misleading. When they're reported in the media, you know, suburb X has gone up by 30%. What that could mean is that the the most recent 10 properties that have sold have all traded at like $4 million. But what it does, it just reflects the value of the most recent batch of properties that have sold. And it doesn't reflect the longer term value of that suburb. So it's really important that people drill down beyond the statistics to get the on the ground information about what's happening and what what that suburb's like. 
Now, there are suburbs that have a stigma attached to them or are going through that gentrification process. Now, what do you think people should do here? Should they be avoided or embraced? Oh, fantastic question about gentrification. Look, this I'm an avid property investor and I'm highly in favour of buying in those suburbs that are going through change or gentrification. What that means is that they're going from uh, an older, down-and-out style suburb into a new and up-and-coming suburb. And that's because the old guard are moving out and the new guard are moving in. So there's a different demographic coming into that suburb. And I think it's definitely very much related to higher income earners moving into that suburb. So Craig, some of the typical signs of gentrification, my friend Peter Kaluzos, who's the property professor, he's written some great articles on this. He talks about the number of tradie utes parked outside the front of houses that are being renovated or rebuilt. The local shops, you start to see more gourmet butchers and specialty shops. And that's a reflection of the higher level of household income from those people moving into the area and demanding those particular suburbs. Yeah, there's been some suburbs that have really suffered from a stigma of housing commission in past decades. And now they're being highly sought after because their location is fantastic. It's in close proximity to the city or the beach. If you take, say, Carlton in Melbourne, there's a lot of uh, high-rise towers that are housing commission. But Carlton's fantastic because it's close to the university and very close to the city. I own a property there and it's great, really strong capital growth. So I would say to people, don't be put off by the stigma thing it basically changes significantly over time. And just quickly, just to wrap up, final thoughts and advice. Craig, what I'd say is I've seen a lot of buyers come to me with preconceived ideas on where they want to live. It's really important to spend that couple of days and and a couple of hours just writing down your buyer's brief, write down your wish list, and then go and road test it. Then go and check out what you can actually afford in those suburbs. But don't just jump online and expect to find the perfect property. As you start to look at surrounding suburbs, you're going to find some absolute hidden gems. And I always say to my clients, why does that particular suburb appeal to you? Try to find out what it is that's driving your decision. But if you just focus on one single location, it's going to stifle your property outcomes. And I definitely recommend talking to a local buyer's advocate who knows that region intimately and can really uncover a lot of the local insights for you. Good on you, Rich Harvey. You have yourself a fantastic Friday. Look forward to catching you back same time, same place next Friday. Fantastic, Craig. Appreciate it. Thank you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.